Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. And just before I go any further, I apologize. My daughter's stepping sound like a teenage boy, but allergy season is in full force and I am on the bend from a sinus infection. So with that being said, I just figured life goes on and I just got to keep it moving. No rest for the weary. So here we are. So if you are a new listener to One of a Kind You, thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited to have you here. If you're a regular listener to One of a Kind You, thank you so much for tuning into another episode the way this podcast usually works is that I share my journey, my journal entry of my past self when I was in the thick of the struggle and I reflect on what I know now as a life coach and what I wish I had known then. But today we are in for treats because you do not have to listen to me blab away. We get to hear the lovely Rita uh, talk to us about her journey and her venture. And so Rita is a coach, a business coach that helps business owners turn their vision into their reality accomplishing the goals that you set for yourselves and making it all happen. She's also the creator of the Sunday planning journal, which I can't wait to hear more about because Sunday is the day that I do my planning for the following week. So Rita, did I miss anything? No, I, I don't think you missed anything. Um, I think it is so funny that you said that about allergies. That was me last week. And um, it's my son this week. I don't know what it is. Um, and no, I think I didn't know that you did your planning on Sunday. So now I'm yeah. even more excited to talk to you about uh, Sunday planning. Yes. So um, I've tried doing it Monday morning, but then I feel like the day is going and then I'm trying to play catch up. And so then it doesn't make for the start of a smooth week. It makes more of like a chaotic, hectic start. So I take time, just a little bit of time, not too much on Sunday. Um, but I'm a planner junkie. So I'm always looking for a new planner because the planner I'm currently using is a little bit um, more than what I need. And so, um, so when you were like, oh, I have the Sunday, the Sunday journal, I was like, oh, yes, do tell. So um, Rita, before we get into your Sunday journal, tell us how you came to be a business coach and how you came to create the Sunday planning journal. So I started coaching because um, I sold real estate for years and did really well at it. And so I always say I was a coach before coaching was a thing. Um, I was a mentor first and a trainer. And um, and in real estate, people would always ask me um, to uh, train them or mentor them to be successful. And then on outside of real estate, I've always owned um, another business or two and so I really like business. And for women, what I began to see is that um, we get kind of caught up in our home life and family life and miss out on things that are per either personally or professionally that we really would love to do. And so I started coaching uh, in business for women so that I could show you how to find margin to do the things that you love. Everybody hates the word balance. So I started using the word margin, but to me, it means the same thing. I use rhythm because, oh, yeah. rhythm yeah, because is another there, everyone's like, there's no such thing as balance. Well, if there's a rhythm and that yeah. gives you the feeling of balance and I love the word. Mar yes. All of those things, they mean the same thing, but they just sound 
like more thing. pleasant to people's ears. It's just all about what word will resonate with you because rhythm yeah. is another one that I like. And so I just wanted, I'm, that's just always been my passion. I think uh, whether it's been like you've been through some sort of life trauma that has knocked you off your horse and you can't find your way to get back on. Yes. Um, or whether you thought that you would always have one kid and now here you are with five. And so you- I can't imagine five, two is enough. <laughs> I have three. <laughs> and so you don't know how to reinsert yourself back into your life. Um, yes. So- I've always just wanted to help women do that. And so for me, Sunday planning came about because I um, was married with two boys and, um, and then we, we got a divorce and it was very hard for me um, as a person because that was what I thought my life's mission was, was to be a mom and a wife. And so that's why I speak of that life trauma because a divorce is traumatic for some. Yeah. Um, and so it can make you feel like you've lost everything. And so how do you really get back into who you are and what you really want it to be? And you may not even be able to see that at this point. And that's where I was. Yeah. And so I began to think of what could I do to better prepare me for the week that I didn't want to come because it's coming. So what could I do to better prepare myself? And I would do those things on Sunday. And so just for some clarity for people who don't know me, my boys are now 18 and 16. And at this time they were three and five. Okay. So that's how long I've been doing um, Sunday planning. It just got a name and a trademark and became its own thing um, in 2018, I think, or 17. But I've been doing it. It was birthed out of that traumatic experience for me of like, okay, you've got to be more than this. You, this isn't the end. You obviously were created for more than this. So how do we baby step our way into reinserting me back into my life? So yeah. on Sunday- love that you said baby step though, because I think so many times, so I haven't gone through a divorce, but I so resonate with your story because I left my teaching career only after six years from burnout. And I thought that I would teach until I was in my nineties and they'd have to force me to retire. So, um, it was through that, that all of the other things started coming up. And so I was so lost without my teaching career and uh, trying to become a stay at home mom. And I thought I had to do it all. Like I thought I had to jump in like head first and be able to do all the things exceptionally well all the time. And when I couldn't do that and it felt like an absolute struggle, then those feelings of failure came back up again. And it was just so hard to navigate. And so the baby stepping is so key because first of all, you're in a new, like a new element. And so you're trying to readjust your identity and like to this new situation. And when we try to do too much, it becomes even more overwhelming than we already are. So if you just pick one thing and baby step it, it makes it feel so much more doable. Yeah. I, I would, what is the one thing, right? I think that you're so right in that we get, we want to do it all and we want to, I, I don't think in our mind, we say we want to hurry and get to some normalcy in our life, but in our actions, we want to hurry and get into some normalcy or we want yeah. to hurry and get to where 
we thought we should be, where we are the most comfortable. Um, we You see it in different areas of your life too, right? The minute yeah. you decide that you want to lose weight, you are like, okay, I got to start eating this. I got to drink this. I got to exercise and um, I need to get a watch or a Fitbit or, I yeah. mean, it's like, what? Listen, I, I say whatever you want about me. I've been on a weight loss journey for four years because I was just doing the one thing up until this year. What was my one thing? I'm just drinking water. Yeah. I drank sweet tea like it was my love language. So, right? Well, because isn't it? I mean, doesn't everybody <laughs> drink sweet tea like that? <laughs> so coming out of I need to do better from a health standpoint, I just got to stop drinking enough sweet tea, right? Like, so I can't do that and change my eating habits and exercise. No, the withdrawals from sweet tea alone was all I could do, right? Right. I didn't feel bad about that at all because it's my journey. No one's making me do this. And I think that that's what we have to say to ourselves is that this is your life. This is your journey. Absolutely. Don't let the world or professionally, the industry that you're in decide what the standards are. Like I don't, I I mean, I drank water forever. Then I started, then my next step was a smoothie for breakfast. Listen, I just started working out this year, I think in February and every day I think, well, I think I like myself at this size, like, (laughs) right. So it's, you, you gotta just stick to your one thing, but So I did baby steps. What are my baby steps? So then it was, I just got to do the things that I know would help me be better for myself and my kids throughout the week. And listen, my things haven't changed that much. I planned all of my outfits on Sunday, all five. I got them out because the worst thing you can do is be sad, depressed, or emotional about getting up and then go into your closet and try to find something that you think is going to make you look good. Well, you don't like yourself. So stop doing that. I mean, it's not going to happen. So I, I did that. tell you, you're making me feel so normal right now because um, <laughs> all through middle school and high school, I would plan out my outfits ahead of time and I would write them down on my calendar. And that was so I would ensure that I wouldn't wear the same outfit like two weeks in a oh, row. Yeah. And um, so all my friends and my cousins saw that I was beyond insane for doing that. And I did it all through work too, but now I don't go like I'm home working from home. So my outfit choice is far different than what it used to be when I was actually going and working in front of people on a regular basis and like leaving the house for work. But oh my gosh, so I'm relieved to hear you say that you do that because I always thought that I was the only one who did that. And then I started to feel like I was a nut. (laughs) No, I do it. I've done it for a long time. I just told you the ages of my kids and they do it Um, because I, as they got older, which we can talk about this in a second, but as they got older, uh, I had them Sunday plan. I do five things. They do three. What's important to them may not be important to me, but I, but because they have to get up and get out of the house every day, outfits is mandatory because that is, if you're looking for margin, that's your key right there, because that is the biggest time waster yes. in the mornings is standing in front of your closet and having first world problems of what am I going to wear? Yes. Um, so I did that. And then the second thing I did was 
I uh, meal planned and grocery shop from that list. And listen, I'm not on keto. We're not meal prepping. Don't mistake the two. Yeah, I'm that's saying, a whole nother beast in itself. <laughs> that is a whole nother thing, which I am not inclined to do. That is not my ministry at all. Girl, me but... either. Me either. <laughs> no, but I did go meat, veggie side, meat, veggie side, yeah. you know, five times. Um, just because again, newly divorced, there are a couple of things I need to do. I, I don't know what financials are going to look like. So I need to save money. Grocery shopping from a menu helps you save money. And then also I'm now the cook and the mom and the this and the that. And so knowing that I need to take the chicken out at 9 a.m. is far different than taking the chicken out at 4 p.m. Um, yeah. So the menu was a big deal and it was a real help for me. Um, and so I'll put a little slash right here and say on the kids side, um, having them pack all the dry ingredients for their lunch was a yeah. huge thing for yeah. them and for me. And so yeah. that's one of the things on their list. Um, for me, the third thing um, was looking at my schedule. So listen, I'm a new, newly divorced mom and I'm going, I'm going to now need help. And so telling somebody on a Sunday that I need help on a Wednesday or Thursday is far better than a Tuesday night or a Wednesday morning. And so it really helps you to plan and it helps them to plan. Now in this stage, I still look at my schedule because it does help me and my husband and the kids know what we're doing and um, who pre having drivers in the house, who needs to be where, what needs to happen? When am I seeing clients late? When, uh, when do I have an engagement that I got to speak at? All of those things. Knowing what's ahead of you for the week is so much better. That's why I believe so many people have blue Mondays is because Monday is a surprise to them. Yes. <laughs> you know, and that, that doesn't need to be. A rude awakening, really. Yeah, it really is. And so it doesn't have to be that way. So then yeah. the fourth thing um, that I do now that I didn't do then is I use social media for business. So I write all five of my captions and load them so that they come out automatically. It's one less thing for me to think about throughout the week. Um, and then the fifth thing is always, has always been then and it is now just a decider. Uh, this week on Sunday, I did all of, I had a bunch of appointments that needed to be scheduled. So I just wrote out, when do I need to go? I have a doctor and therapy and my hair and things like that. But sometimes it's planning a date night. Sometimes it's, oh, I'm, I haven't had any girlfriend time in a while. Let me text and see when Kim can go and do this and things like that. But those things add so much margin to your life, your weeks, your months, because they are just helpful for you. And so my kids do outfits, their lunches, and then they too look at their schedules because they need to be more responsible for, oh, I do have a test coming up. How am I preparing? Oh, I've, I've practiced three nights this week. I should tell somebody that I have that. Um, and then I should also know it. And so they've done that for years and it doesn't always go as planned, but it's a big help, right? Because schools have themes. I, I'm, listen, I'm not a fan at all of theme weeks. I'm not at all. Me either. And I have two kiddos 
a middle schooler and a lower school. And so they're not always aligned. So sometimes a lower school theme week is different than middle school theme week. Yeah. So then it's like a double whammy with these GD themed weeks. And it's nothing simple, Aretha, like wear your shirt inside out. Like when we had theme weeks growing up, it was like crazy hair day, mismatched wear socks purple. day. Mismatched socks. Yes, yeah. now so it's simple. like Hawaiian luau day. Wear Western. Hawaiian shirts. And I'm like, we don't own Hawaiian shirts. And I refuse to buy a Hawaiian shirt. So my daughter got super creative the last time. And they took my bathing suit cover up, my wrap, my <laughs> like the skirt wrap, put their uniform shirt on and then put their bathing suit top over that with the bathing suit cover up over their pants. I was like, that works because God help me. But it's like cowboy day, country club day. I'm like, okay, first of all, we don't know. We don't belong to a country club. So I don't even know what country club day is supposed to look like. I don't even know what that means. Right. I'm like, these theme weeks are something, something. So I don't give you. I am not responsible for theme weeks because you plan your own outfits. And so you figure that out. I'm willing to help you think through it, but I'm not at all responsible for that. And so one of the things that I say to moms is to better help you it gift them responsibility. So on my kid's birthday, since they turned six, I always gift them something off of my plate. Like here is your laundry that I used to do before you turned seven. And now I'm no longer responsible for that. I love it. I love that you gift them a responsibility. It's like, you're another year older, my friend, my little love bug. Here's another responsibility. Welcome to the real world. Yeah, because I think that what I what I noticed is that we wait until high school, right? Like we wait until high school to expect them to know all the things. Yeah. Or you uh, listen, if you went to college, you all know this guy. You all know the guy in college who cannot cook. He cannot clean. He cannot do laundry. Yes. You know him. And so I have boys and I just. I went to college with that guy and I was just like, I just, you can't be that guy. Like, I don't well, know if there you're going are to girls college like or not. That too. There are girls like that too, who don't know any of those things either. My husband, I didn't go to college right out of high school. So I didn't have like the traditional college experience of living in a dorm, but my husband did. And he, you know, was gifted responsibility because he's the youngest of three. And so by the time he came along, my mother-in-law was like, you can do it all by yourself. Pete. Like laundry, dishes, cooking, cleaning. Like you got it, kid. You got it. And if you don't know, ask your brothers. Um, But he said there were so many kids who came to college who did not even know how to operate the laundry, like the washing machine and the dryer. And he kind of looked at them like, you're kidding, right? Like it literally says push for on. And they could not even like visually read anything to problem solve and figure it out. So I'm a huge believer too of gifting kids responsibility because um, I, the last thing I want is for my daughters to be dependent on someone else for things that they're actually capable of doing on their own. Yeah, I'm always amazed by moms who still wake their kids up. I'm like, what is happening that that seems like a good idea? Like, at six, you get an alarm clock. I don't care if you like it or not. I'm done waking you up because you're old enough to wake yourself up. And it's not the act of waking them up that is the responsibility. It is the what do they do once they're up that is the responsibility that you need for them to gain. Because why? I like to have a soft morning. 
it's a soft entry into my day. If I am constantly saying, Kim, are you up? What are you getting dressed? Have you brushed your teeth? Have you? Oh my gosh. Like, I know. That's not a soft entry into my day for me. And I'm a person. So I still need that. I still, there are needs that I think we have that we aren't experiencing. So I want you to add margin. Like I want you to find your five things and figure out how, what works for you and how you can add margin to your day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the important thing too, is like, I love how you are so unapologetic about where you're finding margin. Like some moms would be like, oh my God, you know, six, I don't want them waking up with an alarm clock. But if that doesn't work for your family, you need to find the margin elsewhere. Yeah. So yeah. like, so great. Wake your kiddos up if you don't want them waking up to alarm clock. But then once they're up, once their little eyes are open and they are cognizant of what is going on in their surroundings, th- then tag, you're it. Like you, this is it. You know, the morning routine, you've had your clothes picked out, you know, how to it out. Your teeth. Listen, like go to it. When I gift them laundry, I'm not like, just like showing them one time and expecting them to get it. No, I spent 40 minutes writing step by step by step, then taking it and typing it then taking it to Kinko's and laminating it, then putting it on the inside counter um, cabinet for the laundry room. I did the due diligence. Like I showed you, but then I left you with a very detailed guide. Like I didn't skip on the information because this isn't a trick. I really want you to learn. I really want you to get it. Yeah. So Yeah, I I just think, yeah, you find the margin that works for you because see the other part about it is professionally, we work with people who we wish had garnered some responsibility. Right, right. Even people that you run into in public, it's like, whoa, OMG, OMG. Yeah, yeah. So I want you to find margin. I just think- Once you find margin, one of the things I say is that routine, where you, where you have routine, you're more confident. When you have confidence, you're more consistent. And when you're consistent, you're successful. And that's professionally and personally. Yes. Yes. So you have to really look at your personal morning routine and see how is that are you confident in that? Are you assured that everything's going to run smoothly so that you can get to where you need to be? And then professionally, look at what you're doing and go, what do I need to do differently to garner more success? Mm -hmm. But the key to success is what does success look like for me? Yes. Don't define it based on the industry. Because the industry, sad to say, makes their definers by the world that we live in. And you may not like that, right? It may not appeal to Mm -hmm. you. And it may not appeal to your family and where you are trying to go. So I say all the time, you got to really define success for yourself. Yeah. And I think when you do that, it takes away that mom guilt that lingers in the background. Because I think a lot of times we're afraid to find the margin. We're afraid to relinquish some of the responsibility, not just to our kids, but to our spouses or our partners too, because we're told as moms, we need to do it all. 
We need to be able to do it all, whether we're a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, just because we're a mom, that uh, then we're garnished the responsibility of doing it all, all the things, the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry, the working, the rearing of the children, the taking care of the pets and the grocery shopping. And I mean, whatever else I always used to say to my husband, like back when I was first in the thick of going through therapy and being on a healing journey, my husband's work schedule was insane. Like working anywhere from 12 to 14 hour days in the office and coming home and continuing to work at home. And I would get frustrated and say like, you only wear two hats. Well, three hats, like the, the lawyer hat, the husband hat, the dad hat. I'm like, but most of the time you're only wearing the lawyer hat, but I'm wearing the mom taxi hat, the grocery store clerk hat, the laundromat hat, the pet care hat, the um, chef hat, the daycare hat, the Girl Scout leader hat, the life coach hat, the whatever hat. I'm like, and at that rate, the financial planner hat, like I have 18 hats and you've got three only wearing one. And I would get so frustrated. It was because I thought I couldn't, I thought I wasn't supposed to relinquish the responsibilities and find that margin. Cause I thought, oh my gosh, if I do that, then I'm a, a bad mom. I'm a bad wife. I'm a bad female. Um, like I'm not fulfilling this role that society has put on me. And there was such an immense amount of guilt. But once I, I flipped the switch on that, um, and I created standards for myself and I started planning my time out and being more aware of like, God, I don't need to do all this by myself. Lily, you're doing this Casey, you're doing this, Pete, you're doing this. And I will pay someone to come clean my house. And I will pay the $5 a week to have someone do my grocery shopping for me. That was a huge game changer when I was actually able to give myself permission to let go of some of those responsibilities and let go of that guilt because my God, we're one person, we can't do it all. And then when we try that, we're so defeated and depleted because we just, it's just too much to bear for one person. Yeah. And I want to say two things that keeps most women in that season of they have to do it. One, what, one thing that keeps us there is it didn't go right the first time. Hey, listen, I don't care how many times I have to show you or read, you read this chart of how this is going to (laughs) go, but I'm not picking it back up. Right. You've got to be okay with putting it down, leaving it there. But the only way you'll get okay with that is part two. Deciding, does it really matter? What do I mean by that? So there are a lot of moms that say, I do this this way. I do, I make the bed this way. I vacuum this way. I plan to pay the bills this way. Does that matter? What, what? No. Define what matters. Right. Like this is going to blow some mom's mind and listen, judge me if you want to. I don't care. I don't even go upstairs. I don't care what their room looks like. Right. I don't care. It's their space, not mine. I have the same philosophy. I'm like, if you want to live in a pig pen, that's on you. I'm closing the door because that that's your space you. to manage. But the common areas of our house yes. are wonderful. Your yep. shoes aren't down here. You aren't disgusting down here. Any of that. And when it got to be too crazy, I banished them to only their bathroom. Listen, I, if you don't know that that big circle it's, it's, uni- it's, it's universal. So everybody, that means that everybody in the world can make their pee go in that one spot. Like, what are we doing? You don't understand right. that? 
you can't use any other bathroom but your own because I don't care what that looks like, right? And then that tailored them in. But I don't care how they make up their bed. I don't care about how they make their lunch and all of that and what's in it. Because listen, moms that spend so much time with this nutritional lunch, I want you to hear me tell you that they are trading so much of that food that they are throwing it away. And so focus on what you feed them being their thing. We've got to let go so many things that we believe are foundational to the growth of the people. That's personally and professionally. A lot of times people don't delegate professionally and they're so far out of their realm and burning out in their careers because they're doing way more than they should. And so we got to really taper that back. I I, I think that those two things are what hinders us and, and, and really understand like uh, Kendra Adachi is a friend of mine. She's called the lazy genius. She says, name what matters. Yeah. Be lazy about the things that don't and a genius about the things that do. Being a genius about it is like Sunday planning. Like how, how good can I get at this thing? Right. Name what matters because it all does not matter. No, it does not. And that's why I was willing. So like some of my girlfriends like, oh, I could never pay $5 to let the grocery store employees buy my groceries. Cause like I have to pick my own fruits and vegetables. I'm like, nope, I'm good. Cause guess what? All the fruits and vegetables in that bin are pretty much the same. So they can pick my bananas. They can pick my green pepper, whatever. I don't care. It's good. Like that doesn't good. matter. Why does that really it doesn't matter? matter. Cause at the end of the day, I'm going to chop it up and cook it up anyway. So it does not matter. I mean, and most of us, that salad bag is going bad in our fridge anyway. And right. you could have had somebody else pick that. I mean, it just, right. right. Yeah. We got to so, make yes. what matters. Get real and raw with what truly matters. And that's the huge game changer. And that was where I really found the, the ability to make that shift because I started asking myself, is this going to matter in five years? No, yeah. it's not going to matter in five years, five weeks, five days, five minutes, let it roll. And that allowed me to let go of some of the perfectionism too, because that was, that was in the, like, whoo, I was running that pattern of perfectionism so strong, so strong, but I was like, nothing is ever perfect. And the more I tried to make it perfect, the more stressful it became and the more overwhelming it became. So let it go, ladies. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. It doesn't really matter. And here's the other thing too, to set us free is that, our spouses are our partners. They are, they're not wildly different than us. They can do way more than we allow, but because they are men, they are going to let us do what they, they will gladly watch you walk into that wall and then ask you, well, did you not think to not do that? Like I was sick for the entire month of June last year. It was just brutal. And the first two weeks I kept working, I kept seeing clients and I would just be so sick by the end of the day. And finally on week three, my husband was like, Hey, do you think you should stop working? Like do you, yeah, what right? you're doing is not working. Right. But they will watch you do it because what do they think? They think differently than us. They go, you're an adult. You should know yes. if you need help, yeah. ask me, you know how yeah. much I love you. Why don't you ask me for help? And so that's personal. Professional, if you work with men, their idea is the same. I am here every day. 
if you need me, you would ask for help. If you don't ask, you're not going to get it. They are on a as-needed basis. My husband is a huge golfer. And so he plays golf all the time. He played golf with this man once. And um, and I said, oh, is his wife's name Sarah? And he was like, what? I don't know. That blew <laughs> my mind. Golf, for yeah. any of you yeah. who don't know, is a four and a half, five hour thing that you are with this yes. person. And so yes. I said, you don't know his wife's name? You were with him for four and a half hours. He was like, I did not ask that. He did not share it. So I did not ask. And I was like, yeah, they live in our neighborhood. And he was like, I think so. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) you don't know where they live? He was like, listen, we played golf. I said, did you talk? He said, oh yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff. Just not about anything you're asking. I was like, that is amazing to me. And so we got to start a response, gifting them responsibility, just like we do the kids. They yeah. are overjoyed to yeah. help. But again, yeah. you have to be able to relinquish the need to control how they are going to do it, just as long as it gets done. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I feel like we could chat all day because this is all just like so good. yummy, divine stuff, like golden nuggets, ladies, like take it and run with it. And that was like, just to wrap up what you said about the husbands, my husband is the same way. Um, they don't tell anything. So like, I think I was like seven months pregnant with our second kid before my husband said anything to anyone at work. I'm like, Pete, you do need to tell them that I'm pregnant because like in three months, I'm going to have a baby and you're going to have to be at the hospital with me when this kid comes into this world. And you're going to have to be home with me for a week, like to get adjusted to having two kids. So you can take the older to school and I can stay home with the infant. Like you do have to say something to someone at some point in time. He was like, yeah, I will. Like when I'm giving birth, is that when you're going to say it? Like, hello, hello. And so, yes, they crack me up. We joke because my brother-in-law is also very, a very quiet guy. And there was one time where we were over at my in-laws and he answered the phone. He was like, hello. Yep. Okay. Bye. And like hung up. And I was like, how did you even get anything from that conversation? Because you literally said four words, but whatever. He got what he needed and he was able to do it. So it's, it's too much. They make me laugh. So, I mean, my gosh, let's see, Rita, you gave us so much, let go of perfectionism, be willing to create the margin where you can relinquish responsibility, let go of the guilt. Um, what else am I going to say? I feel like there's so much that you gave us to take away, take time on Sunday to plan out your day. So you have that smoother week flow. Yeah. You don't feel overwhelmed and life doesn't feel so chaotic. It feels more manageable. But if everyone that's listening is like, okay, how do I start planning on Sunday? Like, what's the one thing that they can take today to start planning their week on Sunday? The one thing that I would say is, what's the most important for you? What's the most important? Mm -hmm. For me, the most important is my outfits. Not because I'm vain, not because I care, because listen, I wear Uggs every day because I work from home. Most of the time, my bottoms don't match my top because I'm on Zoom and the top matters. But what's the most important? That's the most important for me because of margin. I don't want to waste my soft mornings. Mornings are more important to me. So if you're a person who is craving a softer mornings, then 
on Sunday, you should plan everything that'll be on autopilot for your morning so that you can have that softness. If softness in the evening is more appealing to you, then you should plan everything that would help you ha make that happen. So your dinners should be on autopilot, things like that. You should get help in that vein. I think you have to name what matters. Start there. Yeah. A lot of times yes. we don't really know what matters because we think it all does. But I'm here to tell you, it doesn't. Everything yes. does yeah. not matter. It really does not. And so if you, if I could tell you one thing to do, I would say really name what matters. And let me say this, know that it will change because seasons change and we think we plan things. And so it should work from here to eternity. But as your life transitions through career changes or children growing up, um, you getting older and wiser in things that happen in your life, then change comes. And so it may it may matter, things may matter differently. So don't be afraid to know that this year, something may look different than it did last year. Yes, absolutely. And it's, and I'm finding that now the change is coming because I have a middle school student and a lower school student. And so this is, so next school year will be Casey's last year in lower school and at the school they go to, they consider fifth grade to be middle school. And that's where things change. So like no more classroom parties, no more end of school year field trips. Yeah. And so the change is always happening um, with, with the stage of life we're in with our kids, but also where we are as women. I know where I was three years ago is different than where I am now and just embracing that. And so, and I think part of that is just defining what matters in each stage of life, because yeah. that's really your lighthouse. That's your really guiding light for what you want to spend your time on. So my big thing now is if it's not fun and it doesn't bring me joy, then I really don't want to do it. So I find ways to not do it or do less of it. And that's my guiding light right now. And sometimes I'll say this about what you just said. If you think, I don't know what's fun for me now, think back to when you did know, right? right. So like reading, I could get lost in a book. Yes. But I've gone through seasons because of kids and life and all of that where reading was a chore. It was just like, I don't have the time. Even when I set a timer for 10 minutes, it doesn't work. But now listen, ah, love with me, ladies. I have two drivers in the house. Oh, it's yes. a good season. So now I can get lost in a book because I don't have to take three kids to practices and pick them up and take them. And I don't have all of these school outings because I have two drivers now can take themselves and take the little guy. So yeah. it's a different season. So I can go back to, oh, I can read a book now, or I can go back to, oh man, I can have dinner with a girlfriend because everybody can fend for themselves once a week. Like, listen, yes. treat yourself on dinner too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Good stuff. So um, Rita, if someone, um, are you open to, um, like if someone has a question, can they DM you on social media or shoot you an email? Yes. So if you want to get me personally, um, I am in the DMS on Instagram. Instagram is my favorite. I'm at Rita Nicole. If you, um, think it's too long or something like that, you can definitely send an email. Just know that someone from my team is going to read it before I read it. Um, because then they'll send it to me, but I'm the only one in the DMs on Instagram. Perfect. Love it. So follow Retha on social, 
hit her up in the email if you got a question, but definitely check out her Sunday planner because it's amazing. And it's going to be a, such a huge game changer. So Rita, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. Yeah. It's been amazing. Um, if you found this episode helpful and you feel like a friend needs to hear it, please share because the more the merrier. And if you'd be so kind to leave a review, it would be greatly appreciated. I read all the reviews to make sure that I continue to make one of a kind you the resource the support and the place for guidance that you need so that us moms and women can stick together to make this world a better place. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week.